guess we'll call this the Ryan Hanley Show. I really wanted to say Agency Nation Radio, but I know that actually doesn't exist anymore. Um, but I am incredibly, incredibly excited to share with you Jeff Roy. I mean, I'm sure most of you listening know Jeff or know of him, this guy. Even even though he's from Canada, he has taken over uh, the, the independent insurance agency world by storm. Um, been at a ton of conferences doing IOA, spoke at Elevate last year, and just one of the leaders in our space. Uh, and Jeff, man, it is just always a pleasure to have a chance to chat with you whether we're recording it or not hey ryan great to be here and uh, the ryan hanley show the rh it's pretty cool so <laughs> glad to be one of the uh, first people on the rh so. well when when uh when unfortunately marty was no longer with us and i stopped doing the show with him i uh in, in homage to him uh i felt it was inappropriate to continue the agency nation radio uh kind of calling it that so we just yeah. turned it into the ryan hanley show so uh, awesome awesome i want to hear your new sound bites and your new you always have the really cool uh 70s uh music going so i can't wait to hear the new sound bit you have uh, to introduce the ryan hanley show i so. do i do have a new one and uh and I, I well you'll have to tell me if you like it and 70s is probably even a little uh a little late it's uh it's uh i found this really cool like um hip-hop remix of like ragtime kind of stuff it's, it's oh wow yeah it's pretty cool so um and every Everyone who's listening to this right now has already heard the intro, and if they wait till the end, they'll hear the entire version of the song. But uh, talking about intro music is now why we're here. Dude, you always have so much going on. It uh, it really, I, I consider myself like a hard worker, and then I look at all the stuff that you are doing, and I'm like, oh my god, I just, I'm not even doing half of it. But... Uh, at first, Whatever. You're, you're just way too kind. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're doing a ton of stuff. You're crushing uh, videos and content and blog, and you're you're living up to the 5 a.m. clubbins, uh, clubbins uh, hashtag very well. So uh, you're being very modest yourself. Uh, well, man, you know this is this is the fun part about this job is that like. Uh, you know, we get to we get to hook up and have this chat and then and then share it with other people. So I you know, I, I guess my first question for you is like like right now in this moment, like what is the hottest thing on your brain? Like it can be, you know, anything around the agency um, or just the industry itself. Like what when you're sitting there, like what's just burning a hole in your brain? Uh, my brain's pretty uh, pretty porous right now. It's got a lot of holes in it because it's getting burned from so many di- different directions. Uh, I've never seen change like this in my entire life, and it's like taking about ten sips out of a fire hose. And I feel like my head's gonna blow off with all the different things hitting me from different directions. It's almost overwhelming what I see coming. And uh, you know, I'm living in you know uh, maybe a few months or a few years in the future. And, and as a leader, I have to be very forward looking. So I see a lot of trends coming, and I'm trying to make sense of a number of things. But uh, one of the big things is uh, the whole API connectivity thing is huge, huge, huge at both sides of the border. Uh, we have a limited time to be able to uh, push data from companies into BMS vendors so we can consume it and prov- provide a really kick-ass, cool uh, customer experience. So that's the big thing, one of the big things on my horizon right now. And I can't 
currently do what I want to do in my agency in Canada. So a number of us have came come together in Canada to help develop solutions where we can get that connectivity uh, hooked up faster for companies, faster for vendors, cheaper, and we're coming together in, as the industry. So that's been a I've, I've been kind of put my hat in the ring and working with Colin Simpson and the Ontario IBO technology team and the Insurance Brokers Association of Canada. We're all coming together to come up with three paths or ways for companies and vendors to connect so we can provide that next-gen uh, experience. So that's been a huge thing. And uh, I've watched the project fail for 20 years. And I hear people saying, well, we tried it five times. It's failed. This is different. We have a gun to our head. And I always say it's kind of our blockbuster moment that we got to get this right and figure this out in the next 12 to 24 months. Or these insure techs are going to be able to jump in and really take a lot of market share. Uh, so I, I think, Ryan, that's one of my big things. Uh, I'm also working on some Google uh, Home and uh, Alexa audio quotes and providing experience to show up in an audio world. So those are two things kind of on side projects. Uh, thirdly, I'm trying to figure out my next broker management system. Uh, you know, One of the things we can talk about is our Excalibur and MarTech stack of technology of, you know, we've got over 40 programs we use to provide that experience, but there's a lot of holes in our experience and I'm trying to figure out how to fill them. So, so those are three things, I guess, right off the top of my head that are consuming a lot of my time. Man, there's so much there. And, and the other thing you didn't even mention that I think maybe even be second, uh, you know, this might just be like another day for you, but would be uh, fairly forward to just about anyone who's listening is the build out that you have of your chatbot, Aiden, and the things that you've done there to automate that experience and, and make it a quality uh uh, Aiden is the is the name of the chatbot itself, the 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 personality. Um, for those who haven't been to the Excalibur Insurance website, we'll have it linked up in the show notes. Otherwise, it's ExcaliburInsurance.ca, and um, uh, very sophisticated, very w- well done chatbot. So, I mean, those are those are four things that are that are so far out in front. Um, I guess my my next question would be for you before we dive into any of those topics in particular is how do you manage topics uh, such as the ones you just mentioned that are way out front of where everyone else is and keep a and you know, I don't want to call it a traditional agency, but an independent agency operating day to day. You know, producing revenue and 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 moving forward. First of all, I got in a fantastic team. Uh, Una, Paul, Ken, and everybody in the Excalibur team does a phenomenal job. So they allow me the time to work on some of these projects. So that's the first thing. Without a great team, uh, it would I couldn't even look at some of these other uh, options. Which again, at this point, I have no idea if they're going to bear fruit uh, or they're going to be revolutionary. I believe they will be, but there's risk involved, in it and they allow me to take the risk. So that's second thing. Uh, first thing. Second thing is just you know crushing a long day for a period there. I was getting up. 4.35 o'clock coming in early and trying to work on these projects before 8 o'clock. And a lot of times I would go home and have a shower at 8 o'clock and come back and kind of do my day job. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, 12, 13 hour days uh, trying to be able to, you know, manage the now, but also look at the future. So it's, you know, it's difficult. And then thirdly, I collaborate with a lot of great people. Uh, For instance, Joseph DeSouza from from, uh, Pro Navigator, you know, I work with them. A lot of projects hit 
certain periods where they kind of hit a wall or where I have to wait for them. So I've got a number of uh, projects I'm moving forward at the same time because there's different times where you hit the – I call it the stall where you get it so far and you have to wait for the people to finish it. So there's never a shortage of projects that, that I can pivot over to and jump into and work on at that point. So, uh, so I guess having great people around and uh, hooking up with the right people to be able to innovate and do these things is very key. And uh, I've been fortunate uh, with the law of attraction to bring some really cool people into my space at Excalibur from both sides of the border. So, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I'm fortunate to have a really good Rolodex of amazing agents, you know, like the Jason Casses, the Chris Paradisos. You know, I've got a good friend, Adam Mitchell, a number of uh, really cool agents and brokers. You know, I talk to people like yourself, Ryan, that, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's not one person that's got this all figured out is probably what I've learned. Probably the biggest thing I've learned in the last little period of time, uh, nobody's got this figured out. Everybody's at different stages or levels and of different things. So if you can kind of pick the best skills of everybody and make it your own, kind of like American Idol, uh, that's kind of where I see things going a bit, right? So, so that's kind of how I do it, Ryan. Does that answer you? No, it definitely does. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've always been very impressed about with you, and, and I saw this firsthand uh, at Elevate 2017 last year, was uh, how much emphasis emphasis you put into uh, networking. And, 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 and networking even seems uh, to diminish what you're actually doing. Um, you know, it's you're seeking out people that you see doing other things. Uh, who have uh, either similar or diverse experience from your own and really establishing a relationship. So, you know, to me, um, it feels like, you know, th- this 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 methodology that you have of, of seeking out other people and, and asking them questions, um, why, why do you think more people don't do that? I mean, it's, it definitely seems like second nature to you or, or am I off? But it feels like a lot of people don't take that time and um, – it, you know, just watching you work and watching you grow over the last few years and how you've worked your agency, those connections seem to be at the core of the success that you've been able to have. Yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing is some people are embarrassed. They're like, wow, I feel so far behind. I can't ask them. And again, I'm amazed how many people don't ask me questions. And, uh, you know, I, 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 Una and I are an open book. We help people out. Like when we do presentations, we share and open the hood up of Excalibur. Hey, guys, here's what we're doing. And here's what we've been successful doing. Here's some complete failures. And uh, we're not scared to put ourselves, our heart in our sleeve when we speak and talk to people. And I, I feel like a lot of people are kind of guarded. You know, it's like Facebook. You know, they always want to show everything great in their life, but they don't want to show anything that didn't work out. They're almost embarrassed. So I think some people are embarrassed. Some people think, well, I'm not a big agent. Uh, You know, we're not a huge agency whatsoever. Like we've got uh, 20 full-time employees, two part-time. We're not massive, but yet we're able to do some things that uh, bigger agencies even aren't doing. So I think it's it's partially mindset, but you know, uh, the biggest thing is if you ask and you want to achieve something and you put it out in the universe, it's amazing. You know, when you're the student, the teacher arrives. And I think think, you know, one of the things my projects from last year was I want to show up in an audio world. And I even shared it when I spoke and said, hey, I think one of the trends is showing up in an audio world because by 2018, 30% of the searches will be done on a smart speaker, uh, Siri or a different device like that. And lo and behold, over the next four or five months, the solutions started coming in and we we're able to show up in, the, in that world, which is kind of cool, right? So so I think the biggest thing is making sure it's ne- never be too proud to ask and never, you know, I think my 
Mike Strom so says it best, never feel like you've arrived. You can't think that you've been there and you've done that and you figured that out because as soon as you feel like you've arrived, that's when you get whomped. That's when the car comes out of nowhere and smashes into you and takes you right off course. Uh, you got to continually keep pushing it. Uh, no finish line, have that kind of attitude. So, you know, I, when I speak, I always try and encourage people. You know, I always try to say, hey, we haven't got this figured out whatsoever. We're always looking for new ideas to bolt onto our agency. And, uh, you know, I never know where the next million dollar idea is going to come from or the one that will save your agency. But I do know if I'm hanging out with people like Nicholas Ayers or Jason Cass or Woody Brown or, you know, any, any of those great people, um, Matt and Emily, those guys, uh, the chance of me finding that great idea is a lot greater because these guys are experimenting, trying, and they're sharing that. And uh, basically, you're learning from their wins and their lessons. Never call them losses, call them lessons, right? So so I think that's that's my, that's that's kind of my perception of why you know people maybe aren't asking. Does that make sense? It completely does. So you um so you're looking out over the ecosystem of opportunities, you know, voice, chatbots, AI, all, all the different things, um, and uh, you know, building API connections and, and what that looks like. When you're evaluating an idea, I, I'm just very interested in your mindset on this. Um, when you're evaluating an idea, you know, a new piece of technology or something, what are you looking for? Uh, before you invest time, attention, uh, any resources into that piece of technology, like what are what are some of the things you're looking for? Like what makes you say, you know what, <clears throat> voice is the thing, or we need to have a chatbot? Is it, you know, what 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 kind of triggers you that that this is something that uh, that makes sense for you to build into your agency? I think one of the first things is, and we have one of our non-negotiables, and I think it's number non-negotiable number five. We have seven non-negotiables that, as part of our brand, we created, and it goes something like, if technology won't save you time, stress, or money, we're not interested. So the technology doesn't save stress or time for my people, for my clients, and may, and uh, you know, this isn't going to help anything. We're not interested. So that's kind of the ultimate first test before I get into ROI, and uh, then I start looking at, hey, if I do this, is it going to make me more efficient? Is it going to improve our productivity? You know, allow my people to do more work with less time, improve their rate, and uh, also allow them to become more efficient. And uh, you know, basically, you know, how much you know if you're if I'm saving a bunch of time, but I'm plowing through a bunch of resources at the same time to do that, then I have to look at those type of things. So I look at those things first, and then afterwards I get into ROI. You know, if I'm going to invest X number of dollars, what's my payback going to be? And uh, I start looking at ways to measure it because a lot of people go, well, if I buy this, I have no friggin' idea how I'm going to figure track my ROI. So over a course of time, you know, a lot of times I might use my gut intuitively thinking it's going to save me money, but then I start looking at ways to measure it. And, uh, you know, if you can't measure it and track what, what it's actually doing, it makes a very difficult case to, to put money into it. So, so those are kind of the things I look at the efficiency, the hum of productivity, you know, and is it going to save me people time and effort? And then, can I ROI it? And, uh, you know, I just don't buy technology because I think it's cool and sexy. You have to watch that you don't get into that because you can blow your brains out with all these cool technologies that get you nowhere. And, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. So I start looking at different things to bolt on to my, to my agency. And we've done that over a number of uh, years. And, you know, it's help us build our, you know, our, I call it my MarTech stack, uh, which is marketing and technology combined. And we're using over 40 software programs right now to provide our experience. And 
love to get that down to 10 or 15, Ryan. And uh, but currently, you know, and I'd like to have them all talk to each other better because getting them to speak to each other and then ag- aggregating all that da- data is is very difficult, right? So there's some things that I'd like to improve. And uh, uh, I know Seth is from from Zinc Insurance is doing a great job of that. He's do he's got some very innovative stuff, and I'm excited to hear him speak at uh, at Elevate 18 because he's I'm sure he's going to share some of the cool things he's doing on that space, right? So. So that's kind of how we evaluate technology. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, completely. Um, so, so voice. Talk, talk to me about voice in particular. Maybe give anyone who's listening when you say voice, what exactly you're talking about, and why uh, this particular technology, this particular tool, you think is important for it at least to be on agencies' radar if they're if they're not building out solutions already. Yeah, when I say voice, I, I'm thinking more smart, uh, smart speakers. So you've got uh, Google Alexa, you've got uh, you've uh, sorry, you got Google Home, you got Amazon Alexa. And I think uh, Samsung's got Bixby. You know, Apple's got Siri, and they're working on coming up with some stuff. But I'm thinking more smart of the speakers that are sitting on people's desk. And you know, I became really aware of how important smart speakers are becoming when I was talking to an agent friend of mine who's 88 year old uh, father. Uh, every day spoke to Alexa and Alexa gave them the weather. You know, they didn't need a really engaged set of skills to be able to interact with it. They just had to speak to it. And, uh, you know, there's some really humorous stuff about older people dealing with Alexa. I think there's a good YouTube video on it where they get the name screwed up all the time. It's quite funny. But if you look at the trend though, right now, smart speakers are really picking up. And uh, I think the estimated market, if I remember correctly, from 2018 is 56.3 million or something. Smart speakers will ship in 2018. And most of them will be Amazon and Google will be a majority. Uh, you know, compare that to 2017, there was 32 million. And I think in 2016, there was less, there's about four or five million. So you can see things are starting to hockey stick up and trend. So more and more people are getting them. They're cheaper. And again, they're recognizing speech. Like the speech recognition, I believe, of smart devices is nearing 95%, which is that of a human. So the, the, the intelligence is getting smarter and smarter. So that's why uh, voice is becoming a bigger deal over time as it gets better and better and people are understanding it and your clients are using it. So as more and more of your clients get a smart speaker in their house, they're going to want to do more and more with it. Uh, there's a study that shows that actually that was done that uh, proved that your net promoter score goes up 25 points if you offer a voice solution in your industry. So I don't know what that translates like to insurance because I don't think there's enough people in both in North America using voice in their agency at this point. And uh, we were able to work with Joseph DeSouza and uh, we actually got one of our insurance companies, Aviva, to sponsor ten thousand uh, dollars to help us code it, and they put a small investment into it. And uh, the rest of us were able to, you know, work with Joseph to get the first version of the Google Home out the door. And uh, you know, now we're currently working with another insurance company to get Alexa. So we should have working copies of both, hopefully by July uh, of this year, which is exciting. And then it's a matter of getting people aware that we have it, using it, improving it, you know, doing more and more things with it. Uh, one of the cool things we've been able to do is our chatbot, Aiden, who you referenced earlier, we've been able to take the intelligence and the, the, the natural uh, language processing from our chatbot and bring it over uh, to our smart speaker experience, which is kind of cool. So there's about 250 questions right now that our, our uh, smart speaker can answer through our experience. Uh, from the chatbot, you can actually talk to it and it'll answer you, which is kind of kind of neat. And as time goes on, it's going to get smarter and smarter and more and more things are going to be done. You know, I envision a time where it'll be smart enough to identify 
your voice. Imagine this, a client comes in and starts talking to it and it recognizes your voice and you authenticate it and you can actually go into the BMS or the AMS uh, agency management system and, and ask for a liability slip, you know, get your balance. Uh, when those integrations happen, just imagine what you'll be able to do with voice. You'll be able to drive down the, the road in your vehicle and interact verbally with your insurance broker, report a claim all through the, the smart device in your vehicle. So that's where I see this going. At this point, we don't have the uh, the API technology is not quite there to connect everything at the level we needed to. So hence why I'm pushing the API, because if we don't have everybody speaking the same language and actually be able to communicate, we can't get voice to where we need to get it to. So so that's kind of where I see I'm kind of you know connecting a bunch of dots here, but that's kind of where I see voice. Voice can become a bigger and bigger deal as more and more people get the smartphones in their house. Like remember smartphones, you know, it, it was a big, big idea to be get a responsive website because everybody went on smartphones. Now you just jokingly, if you don't have a responsive website, you're dead, right? It's part of your business. Well, if you don't have an audio strategy in the future, you're going to miss a whole chunk of the market as an agent. We're kind of getting into that moment over the next number of years. So I think it's important for agents to start thinking about having an audio uh, strategy. So Yeah, I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk's keynote from his conference that they just had back in May, VoiceCon, and he was talking about, obviously, uh, voice and in particular, uh, from a high level, what he believes is coming. And the most interesting part about voice to me is what it does to Google search, right? So today... um, you put in Google search, you have options for what you want to click on, right? There's there's a strategy to how does your headline show up and your meta tags and all the additional data that you're putting in and whatnot, where with, um, with voice, if you say, uh, you know, auto insurance, you know, send me an auto insurance quote, um, you know, for, um, you know, for Niagara Falls, right? Yeah. Well... If you're not the listing, the answer to that question, you don't even get a shot, right? Yeah. Like that's how that works. Like because voice isn't going to go. We have X, you know, and, and maybe it does, and maybe they say if you'd like a list of options. I mean, there's who knows. I mean, it's literally the wild west right now. But the idea is the 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 becoming the option, being the option, and being in that place is so incredibly important that it, with voice versus. Uh, text and 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 video and everything that's going on with traditional search today because of the fact that there's no hands and 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 ultimately you think about it it most likely is not just going to be um um like a like a home like a device that you have in your home it's just going to be built into your house right like you're not even going to purchase this thing it's it's going to be it's going to be your phone it could be your watch i mean there's it's going to be built into everything into your car and all of these all of these uh items if dictated by search or dictated by voice um it's going to be best option is delivered not a listing of options and i think that creates a, a really interesting dynamic that people haven't even considered yet yeah it's going to change the game and that's one of the things i'm really pushing my companies is i need more internet of things products you know we've got one company offering telematics right now uh we're potentially going to have a second one there's a there's a second one in canada coming out with metro mile uh through the uh company called caa in canada coming out with the same thing as metro mile but they're going to do it through the brokers or you know the equivalent to an agent in the u.s so we'd like to see more and more products the smart home uh products we haven't got really any here uh the connect 
connect at home, but more and more of those will come out as, as companies start playing around with that. And I'm looking for products like that. Like we're looking for new innovative things because again, the insure techs come out with, you know, slice where you can insure certain items. You know, there's no reason why agents can't do what the, the, some of these uh, insure techs are doing too and, and build that into our menu. And again, if we have the same experience with the same technology and similar products, guess what? We don't lose the market share and we can gain and compete. And that's why it's really important that we build, you know, a number of these things together collectively and not compete on data and make sure that we can connect so we can start focusing on differentiating ourselves by the experience, by the products, right? So, yeah, I, it just, to me, it feels like we're entering an age where, um, man, I, I still feel like we're early, but we saw what happened in the early 2000s and the mid 2000s with the early adopters and how much land they were able to grab in those moments by being present and it just feels today like we're staring at the same exact thing like there's all this land out there and I think uh, Cass used to call him um, he used to have this boomer sooner reference that he used to make about you know when they'd have the land grabs where they would fire the gun and you'd race your horse and wherever you planned your flag like you just own that land now you know like that um he had this whole thing that used to confuse the hell out of me but you know the the general idea is we are in that same space particularly when it comes to chatbots particularly when it comes to voice um so where yeah. can what? you can you can you afford to be second? I guess down the road, like you look yeah. at the land grab. I know Cass always talked about own land versus rented land. You know, he always talked about you know your own SEO versus pay per click. I, I, I thought that was a really good analogy that he brought up. But uh, you know, my my favorite thing is change is slow until it's not. Yeah, uh, and that's why if you look at Blockbuster, uh, a good thing I recommend for agents to listen to is a, a podcast called Business Wars. It's uh, free, and there's a whole seven episodes about Netflix versus Blockbuster that goes into granular detail. And one of the things I'm listening to that that struck me, that blew me away is Blockbuster tried to copy Netflix, but they didn't have the analytics and the technology behind the scenes. And it was the stuff under the hood that won the game for them because they could actually understand people's preferences and start serving up different experiences, what movies you like to watch, what actor, that kind of stuff. You know, are we able to do that in the insurance world? We should be able to serve up what's the next product you're going to buy and anticipate that and start figuring that stuff out so I, I, I caution because you know if, if you're not figuring this stuff out now and on the journey you can't wait to be you know all figured out later you could be already gone and be rendered irrelevant if you're not working on your analytics and figuring out how to start using that to start looking at what consumers want to buy trends all those type of things and uh, you know there's just not that time people think there is so I, I encourage agents to get on that journey sooner you know jump on that learning curve now don't wait for somebody else to do it because the land could be all gone. So. Yeah. No, and and I think the way the industry is moving and just from the conversations that I've had um, with carriers in particular is that I, I think for a long time, many agents were allowed to drift along, you could say. You know what I mean? Like just the industry kind of propped them up through various systems and services and it was kind of like, you know, we're, we're going to create products and and um, and policy and methodology based on the lowest common denominator. And yeah. I feel like that is rapidly, rapidly changing. I know that the leadership and many of the carriers down here in the U.S. is starting to just, even though 
technically they haven't done it, I think mentally and maybe even emotionally have started to just write off that bottom 20 to 30% of the independent agency force and just say, you know, in the next few years, they'll be gone, they'll be consolidated, they'll be perpetuated. And um, to really consider them and making any kind of decision would be foolish because of how fast the market is moving. So, you know, whether that's the bottom 20 or the bottom 50%, who will ever know until it actually happens? But I think the point is, um, there. W- I think for a long time there was this expectation of if I stand here long enough with my handout, eventually someone will help me get to the next level. I just do not see that happening anymore. We have to take ownership over our future and, and drive our agencies forward if that's what we want, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Like I always, one of my things I like to say is people want to get through the turnstile life with somebody else's push. Yeah. It's always one of my favorite lines because oh, I'll let somebody else do it. You know, I'll, you know, like the little hand, I'll let somebody else do all the work and bake the bread and then I'll eat it. Well, unfortunately, you need to be dialed in and locked in right now as an agent, and you need to be, uh, you know, working with carriers and working with vendors, and uh, you know, we have to be right on the rock face right now to make it happen. And I see too many people. I've waited around. I watch people and I watch them screw it up for twenty years that's why I'm inserting myself because I can't afford to fail and again I you know I, I need to be part of the solution and and start working with these people and uh, you know be the change people need to see in the agency world you need to lead by example so we need more agents stepping up doing this stuff pushing their vendors you know I see a lot of people you know anytime a company comes out with their own mobile app and their own website and then tells me I will look after all your phone calls and I see agents using that I, I just shiver because you're selling out the entire experience experience and you're one step away from going to that company's direct arm and uh, you know I'm a firm believer that you need choice you need to I, I, I recommend agents control their experience and I give the analogy you know create your own Disneyland and let the companies put the best ride in there but make sure you control the gate and the entryway and uh, that's really important you know for agents to start thinking about you know hey you make sure it's your mobile app your website your portal and uh, you have the connectivity from the companies to do that not directing all your clients over to their website or their mobile app because you know some of these companies have a direct arm and it's it's a lot easier for them to uh, connect using the mobile app than it is uh, you know for the, it's a lot easier for them to take over that experience and uh, you know it's a lot easier for them to take over that experience afterwards so there's a lot of stuff going on right now that a lot of agents don't see and aren't realizing in a bigger play that they need to start bringing some of that stuff in house now if you're a small agent you have no choice and that works for you great I'm not condemning it but I just want to make sure that you're informed of what's going on and that you have choices out there and you're not you don't have to use a company's website or mobile app i'm a big proponent for choice right so so now if you're listening to this you know exactly why jeff is kicking off elevate 2018 it's in 20 days and uh, Jeff will be the very first guy called out onto the main stage on Monday morning. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's such a pleasure to know you, man. Every time I talk to you, you make me feel like I need to work even harder. And I mean that in a good way, you know what I mean? Like seeing you, seeing the way your brain works, how fast it works and, and how willing you are to push forward and push our industry forward. It, uh, it makes me want to work harder. And uh, it just is, like I said, it's such a pleasure to know you. And I'm honored that you're going to be at, elevate and uh and leading things off man 
Yeah, thanks, man. I'm pumped. As I said, I'm going there as a speaker, but as a student, and I can't wait to hear all the great speakers. Uh, they're going to be there, like the everybody there. I want to hear uh, Ryan Walter. I'm really glad I was able to hook you up with him. Uh, he's going to give some coaching stuff to agents as pure gold about how to coach your team. And uh, there's a lot of things that, yeah, technology is cool, but at the end of the day, it's still human to human world, and you need people connecting with people. That's never going to go out of style. And as technology gets more and more in depth, probably there's going to be more of a value to have a real human behind the scenes that you can connect with. So uh, there's some great people there. I got looked at all the speakers. I know probably 80% of them and I, I can't wait to hear them all. And uh, Una and I will walk out of there with 30, 40 pages of notes and three or four great ideas. So everybody that's going, uh, get ready to put your seatbelt on, sit back and get ready for a great ride at Elevate 18. Oh man, it's so great. It's uh, I- I'm with you. I'm with you. And I'm glad that you hooked me up with Ryan too. I was on the phone with him for about five minutes and I literally wrote on a pad he's in you know what I mean then it was just getting to know him a little more and getting all the details figured out but uh yeah he's gonna be absolutely rock star so guys thank you for listening uh Jeff's gonna be there I want to keep this short and sweet and to the point because it's all about giving you just a little bit of taste so when you're at Elevate 2018 you can come and see Jeff do his thing on stage Jeff it has been my pleasure my friends if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to this show uh leave us a rating and review and if you can't make elevate if you can't get to elevate but you love this kind of deep dive knowledge deep dive knowledge go to agencynation.com forward slash the word university and check out everything we're doing over there jeff yeah, it's been so my great this- pleasure brother yeah, stuff so you in Sydney and Joey are doing in the university are awesome off the charts. So definitely, definitely subscribe to that, guys. It's definitely uh, time well spent. Appreciate it. Thanks, brother. If they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. All right, yeah, let's do that again. If they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. Alright, yeah, let's get into it. A lot of things have happened since we last spoke. Like smash hopes, half empty, now this glass is broke. And I'm the captain of this crash boat. So when it's time to sink and swim, I always choose to do the backflow. I know that not a lot of humans are as sharp as I am. My modesty's my greatest quality, it's not I'm lying. I know I'm only just alright with this hard of rhyme. And no, I'm not applying myself. In fact, I'm hardly trying. But just imagine what would happen if I stuck to rapping, man. I'd probably have a helicopter and a couple mansions with some guard dogs. And a bunch of fans they love attacking. Probably not, but it's fun to imagine. Hey, yo, I can't complain of where I'm at. I'm just happy to be here. I'd be ecstatic if we happened. To have a repeat here Thanks to pro leader I'm rapping the heaters While passing the reefer Man, that's what I call Having a breather If they show love I'ma show it back If the catch is too small I'ma throw it back I've done a lot But I ain't got a lot To show for that I've done a lot But I ain't got a lot To show for that Now I'm trying to rap while I act like I don't want to make it So fuck a record deal I only say that cause they haven't made the offer yet I'm confident they never will 
My only competition is myself from the year previous. It's clear to me I have to fear greediness and stay clear from that media hype and devious types. I'm booking my expedient flights immediately. That's right, I'm leaving tonight to find some peace on the beaches where I'm needing to write. So fly me to France. I think it's time my life is in hands. Teach me all about fashion. Let's go buy me some pants. There might be a chance that I finally find some romance with the fly little mommy who invites me to 